Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Dentley Show with Dr. James Dentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Dentley. Hello, welcome back. Man, today is Friday. I'm here and you guys are here. And we all know that on our show, we don't think outside of the box because in our world, there isn't a box. But I'm really excited about today and about life in general. And in the midst of all the things that are happening through the world with uh, this pandemic, I want you to remember to keep uh, all the folks that are out there and, and your prayers. Uh, just send well wishes and send your heart out to these families right now who are suffering. And also, I want you to take this opportunity to look at um, how you can innovate and how you can position yourself, your gifts that you already have to go out there and make the world better. And right now, it's time for us to look at 2021, the year of promise and possibility uh, and provision. Uh, for, for you to impact the world. And through that, you have a tremendous amount of success because remember, your success is someone else's miracle. Well, today I have a very, very special guest and I want to get to it because we have a lot to cover. Uh, Crystal Richardson, uh, it's just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal young lady. She's not only just an innovator. Wow, her hands all up, hold your hands up. <laughs> she's always an innovator, but she's an international speaker and she believes, believes in just to, to live life out loud, live it loud, and teach other people how to do the same. Uh, she is an expert when it comes to uh, helping people reach their greatness, tap into those seeds that are inside of you and nourish them, and to put you in the right environment, plant those seeds so you can achieve the things that your creator has destined you to become. Uh, she's an international speaker for the global world civility as an ambassador of innovation, leadership, mindset, and she's an accountability coach as well. I met her on the red carpet and she's a phenomenal, one of the nation's top red carpet interviewers. Uh, she's a philanthropist and a missionary wife at 28 years in marriage and two beautiful and uh, incredible children that are doing some phenomenal things in adulthood. She has a radio show that's been heard in over 40 different countries and uh, she's spoken in about 25 countries as well. Uh, we're going to talk about all the books that she has written as an international artist as well. And we're going to talk about today how to just live out loud and uh, habits to get you into your greatness and really how to uh, unleash your innovation. So first of all, I'd like to say, hey, I don't want to waste any time. Crystal, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today? I am phenomenal. Phenomenal. Ah, boy. So your smile is bright. You're always just so full of energy. So if you don't mind, let's start like this. Can you share with our audience a little bit about your story? I want them to know who you are. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on the show today. It's been uh, just wonderful. Just the days leading up to this. I've been really, really looking forward to this. So thank you for having me on. Uh, a little bit about my story. I was born in Flint, Michigan, and I went to school basically in elementary school, kindergarten with my little plastic briefcase. And I thought I was all the stuff, right? But you know, my parents told me that I could be anything I wanted to be. I could do anything I wanted to do. But at that door at the school, I was met with bullying in kindergarten, all through elementary school, junior high school, high school, and even some into adulthood. And so part of my story has to do with the fact that we all, in my opinion, because I had to do it myself, we all need to live based on three words. I accept me. And we also need to, before that, look at two words, 
no more, no more. So I had to say that, uh, James, in, in my life, in a number of occasions where um, I was allowing people to speak uh, negativity into my life, and I was actually listening more to the negativity than even to my parents and to the voice of God, and it just really caused a spiral in my mind of me not really living my life out loud. And so since then, which was at age 50, where I said no more, uh, it's been an awesome, awesome six years or so since then, where I've just been able to really, really use my voice, not just my intellect, which mm -hmm. I had all the time, but be able to use my voice to help other people to do the same, to live out loud and say, I accept me. I love it. I love it. And, you know, bullying, um, there's a lot of books being written. There's movies being created right now. A lot of stories are being told. Because it's such a serious subject, you know, uh, the things that happen to us in our life when we're young, we carry those on into our adulthood. And now, not only have you broken free, but you're teaching other people how to do the same. Can you uh, kind of expound more on, um, okay, breaking through bullying, how did you go from there to creating habits of greatness? So habits of greatness, uh, basically, one, one of the things that, that's key related to any habit is that you have to have where you do, uh, which is a part of my program of jumping into your greatness. Uh, the first thing is to do evaluation. And then there's an eviction process. And then there's the elevation that comes before you're able to execute everything. So I actually spent like about two and a half years at 50 to 52 and a half or so going through some serious evaluation, having some serious talks, you know, just uh, God and myself and, and uh, reaching out to others too. But what I found during that time is that I thought that I was a grateful person. I thought that I was, you know, really just, um, thankful and grateful for all the things that God had done for me. But it was actually Dave Meltzer that introduced the whole gratitude thing to me in a, in a totally different way. And it just kind of opened up my eyes as to something that I really was not doing. And I wasn't necessarily going to bed verbally talking about, you know, what I was grateful for. I didn't necessarily wake up. I did wake up, you know, and talk about what I was um, grateful for, you know, in my morning prayer and devotion. But I really wasn't necessarily doing it as adamantly as I was based on what he said, because I was trying to win a prize. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do 30 days every night, every morning. I'm real competitive. I don't know if you can yeah. recognize that, but I'm real competitive. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. But aside from being competitive and aside from uh, getting what the particular prize was, it changed my life. Yeah. And so habits, habits, habits. There's something, it is something that is developed. And it has to be, in my opinion, that you set out with that burning desire and those goals where you have where there's a complete plan that you're working your life to. But at night, you take a look at that and you wake up with intention. You wake up with intention. And intention is what helps to develop the habits of greatness. Yeah. You know, and that's pretty cool. First of all, congratulations on all the work you've done. I've got a chance to, to meet you at the uh, City Summit. Yeah. Um, it was last year. Last year, or it seems like yeah. it's been a year. Uh, yeah, earlier, probably year. in January, I think, January or February. And uh, it's just been an incredible ride getting a chance to know you and to work with you. And I'm happy that we're going to be working even closer together as we move forward. Right. But you, you said a key word, those three words, I accept me. Now, it's easy to say because I found that it's kind of easy to declare a breakthrough. But then you have to keep it. So when a person says those words, I accept me, how do we own that and move into the space where we can live out loud in that truth? Yeah. So, again, it's something that's a journey. And it's also 
what's the word I'm looking for? It is where um, you have to be able to sustain it, but that's not the word I'm looking for. It's it's where you just have to live your life like that every day. I'm gonna find the word and I'm just gonna like yeah. burst out and say it when I when yeah. I get it. But, mm-hmm. uh, I accept me is something that each and every day you have to wake up saying that and actually all throughout the day, um, just like good and evil, like we have to battle it all throughout the day, right? In our lives, mm-hmm. sometimes some days are easier than others and sometimes it's not really good and evil towards doing something right or wrong, but it might just yeah. be right or wrong for our, our body. You know, yeah. get those carrots instead of getting that cookie. You know, they both start with a C, but you know, one is totally better for you than the other thing. So I accept me is something that you have to be mindful of and you have to have a mindset of acceptance because we're looking at basically there's a number of things related to um, indices of people who are depressed. There's like millions and millions of people. I think one statistic was like 264 million people global uh, throughout the year are, are depressed or have some kind of anxiety disorder. And why is that? A lot of times it's just because they don't accept themselves because of what other people have poured into them. Mm-hmm. And so I accept me basically says to yourself and to the world that I do care about wise counsel, but I don't care about your opinion. I accept me just as I am. And if, if my voice shakes sometime or if I'm if I'm, you know, going through some kind of issue where I'm about to pass out or, you know, I, I can't uh, fulfill certain things that people are expecting of me. I yeah. still accept myself. And then when I do good, you know, I still accept myself as well. But it's those times that not when we're doing well, it's the other times that we have to look at that we yeah. still have to be able to accept ourselves and move on. Yeah. So it's really about creating a new habits in your life and new rituals for your life. You know, because when I see you uh, on Facebook, sometimes uh, you're doing your praise dancing. We know yeah. that you're a, a, a proud woman of God and living your life in that manner. And, you know, I'm thinking about even in the Bible, it says every day I must kill the flesh. It doesn't say every other day, once a week. Oh. And then even in the Lord's Prayer, it says, give us this day. Yes. And then after that day, we got to we got to come back for another day. Right? Right. Our daily bread. And, and that's what's so cool about it, because it sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. So you have to not only say and feel I accept me until it becomes a part of it. And that truth uh, that you buy into it with every cell in your body. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And and you're saying about our life, different things we have to do in our life. And for me, it, it is our life, but it starts with our mind. It's our mindset. And and I have a quote in my book, uh, Into the New, that mentions about not being shipwrecked. Don't let your mind be shipwrecked. Like wherever it drifts needs yeah. to be something that's positive because if you let it drift, then you're, you're possibly going to be shipwrecked in something that's negative. So the mind is so, so powerful, so powerful. Yeah, even in the book of Outwitting the Devil, it mm-hmm. says the devil wins because of this phenomenon of drifting. Mm-hmm. So we drift. And when we drift, it's almost like a person that doesn't know where they want to go usually ends up someplace they don't want to be. Right. <laughs> right. And so it's very deliberate. Yeah. I actually have a definition for mindset, mm-hmm. and it's really simple. Come on. Your mindset is wherever you let your mind set. Ooh. Your mindset is wherever you let you. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I was going to talk about mindset and leadership because that's part of the uh, expertise that you have and what you really talk about. So let's talk about from your observation. uh, What are some of the traits people who are 
uh, move, stepping into their greatness, have you noticed certain traits that they kind of have in common? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would they be? Yeah. So um, in one of my books, Flint Out Loud, uh, it is uh, one that that I've had the, the launch for actually at one of the secret knocks and mm-hmm. I give it away at various places and I actually sell it. It's not on Amazon uh, yet, uh, but I plan to put it on there probably this year. Um, there's something in there <clears throat> that uh, talks about various uh, areas of leadership. And one thing is how we define success. How do you define success? How do I define success? So I had people from all over the world that were in my network from a number of different continents and countries all define success. And so there's like over a hundred or so definitions in there. And the people that I find that are successful and what does even success mean? But the ones that are successful are ones that basically have a simple definition where it starts with Self-confidence. Mm. It's self-confidence. Yeah. So my definition of success might just be that uh, success is having all of my family be safe. Yeah. Somebody else's success might be that I was able to pay all my bills this month. Someone else's definition of success might be wrapped around various goals and specific things that they outlined in their life. And all of those are okay. But do you have the self-confidence that no matter, again, what anyone says and no matter what goes on the on the on on the outside, yeah. you have on the inside that self-confidence. It's not necessarily the same as self-esteem, but you have that mm-hmm. self-confidence that makes you be able to be successful really in anything that you do because mm-hmm. you know your boundaries, you know your limitations, you know different things that you can break through where you've put on self-limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm have self-confidence, you can just reevaluate all of that and um, really be off to the races in your life. Yeah. You know, I want to go into your book, Into the New, but before we do that, I want to go back into and and kind of diagnose uh, the human uh, existence, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to bullying. When it comes to bullying, can we talk about uh, what are some of the effects of bullying and the victimization that comes with or the uh, paradigm shifts that come with being bullied and being the bully itself. Where's it all coming from, in your opinion? Yeah, so um, I'm a part of the One Habit series with Steve Sambliss. He has a number of them. And the one that I'm actually writing, uh, where I'm the co-author, is uh, One Habit to End Bullying. And um, part of it has to do with just understanding what is bullying. And a lot of people don't put what I necessarily put into that. Mm-hmm. Sexual mm-hmm. harassment at work is a type of bullying. Child abuse, domestic violence, all of those are various forms of bullying. Yeah. And so some of the people who are contributing to this, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, that, that is something where I can tell my story and I can also give the unhabit, the mm-hmm. unhabit. These are habits that people have, but what is the unhabit? What is it that I want people to pick up mm-hmm. to like never ever do again? And one of the things that we do in that book is a letter to a bully. Mm, So this is something that I want to say, you know, to you. And and it's very phenomenal, some of the the submissions that we already have. And we're still collecting authors. If anyone's listening to this that wants to be an author in that anti-bullying book, we would love to have you. Um, But bullying manifests itself a lot in relation Mm. to self-esteem. Yeah. Um, there's, again, more statistics like 9.6 million people yeah. uh, 
in the world are have some kind of depression. And a lot of it, a lot of times is because they were bullied or they had, uh, there was child abuse, you know, that happened to them and other things like that. Yeah, yeah. Part of it is um, the low self-esteem. And then sometimes people are not able to obviously fulfill what their dreams are or their ambitions because they, mm. they are segregating from society, not necessarily physically, but in their mind. Yeah. It also a lot of times causes them to bully. So a lot of the bullies, again, statistics show that a number of the people yeah. that that have been bullied end up bullying because that's just something that's like a uh, it, it comes out because of what they went through. There's a lot, a lot of effects based on that. Yeah, kind of perpetual. They used to always say that hurt people can easily hurt other people. So would you? Think from your experience and, and the work you're doing that the bully, where is that coming from? Is it a fear, insecurity that they have to feel they exert power over another human being? Where does that come from? Yeah, sometimes, you know, based on my research, <laughs> excuse me, and based on the things that I've been through mm -hmm. is that they themselves um, are being bullied. And so mm -hmm. they again go on and bully someone else. A lot of times they have issues in the home. They don't have mm -hmm. a stable home environment yeah. so they find that as a way to lash out um yeah. you know, that sometimes people will go and just hit their pillow or scream into their pillow or they'll take up boxing they'll take up some kind of yeah. sport some people take mm -hmm. up bullying you know yeah. that, that that's what people do yeah. and um and you can see it you know there's a lot of hard shows or on netflix and just other things mm -hmm. that are out there now where you end up going behind the scenes with yeah. the bullies and see you know, what is going on with them. Yeah. And it goes hold, back. Hold, hold, hold it right there. We got to take a quick commercial break. Sure. And we're going to come back and go into that. And then we're going to go right into your book, Into the New, because okay. we have a lot to cover. But right now, uh, this commercials are going to be brought to you by Already Always Amazing, Amazing Children, Veterans, Seniors, and Amazing You, this incredible nonprofit we're asking everyone to support, alreadyalwaysamazing.org, and Limitless for Women coming up next week. And I've got a very special gift for everyone who's tuning in today. Uh, Crystal Richardson, we'll be right back on the other side. Already Always Amazing's mission is to serve as a catalyst to provide education, training, economic development, and to build the capacity of our most vulnerable and underserved communities, children, seniors, and veterans. Dr. Dentley and his wife, Dr. Kara Scott Dentley, co-founder of Already Always Amazing, believe it is our duty to give back and help children achieve sustainable self-sufficiency. Already Always Amazing provides support to organizations that serve our veterans so veterans can continue to make a major impact in this world. Already Always Amazing, providing vital resources and education to individuals and organizations that are committed to doing good. Women need to read because they need to find out they can be strong and still have the story. You told me the best way to read success was through the hands of education. Eight out of ten businesses will go out of business. There are other ways you can make income. It's from your kitchen table. Challenge yourself to discover new paths. You're going to want to hear some of these things because it's been miraculous.
Hey, we're back with the amazing Crystal Richardson, and we've been skiing a little bit over the subject of bullying. We have so much to talk about because you have just an incredible backstory, so many incredible things you're doing to impact the lives of others. I even want to start talking about the interviewing skills you have on the red carpet because by far you're the best interview, the best interview I've ever, ever seen or met in those spaces. So, you know, so I'm honored to be just to have you on the show that you took our time for us. So let's finish what you're going to say about bullying and then let's move right into your book, Into the New. Okay, great, great. So um, I guess I would just sum up uh, related to bullying is that we really, 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 all of us need to just be aware of our words. We need to be aware of our words. We need to be aware of our actions because a lot of times uh, and for, you know, for those who may be Christian, you know, it's the Holy Spirit that kind of just guides us and leads us like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that or done that. But you don't know when you have actually offended someone. And I'm not talking about just walking on eggshells and overthinking what you're going to say to people. But a lot of people just want people to be kind to them. And I was actually on uh, Amazon Prime. I'm on Amazon Prime on Speak Up season two. And I talk a lot on there about kindness. And so if we are aware of our words, if we are aware of our actions, we don't know how that can transition someone's life because people who've been bullied have where they have really segregated and removed themselves from various parts of their life in order to just not be seen, not be heard and not be hurt and not be bullied anymore. So if we can do something to transition that and to shift that and to metamorphose that into something great, um, that's what I feel all of us should do. And that's part of my mission as well. Yeah. And I love that because, see, for people out there who are, are bullying, whether it could be a spouse or an employer, or it could be a, a, a classmate or anybody, you know, you're creating an assault on a human spirit and sometimes mm-hmm. the murder of a human spirit. Right. So. It should be taken very, very seriously. But I like the way you, you brought kindness in there because that seems like a great prescription of kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good stuff. So Into the New, let's talk about, tell us a little bit about the book. Yes. So Into the New is something that basically, I guess you could sum it up that, you know, change happens, right? We all have, whether it's a new year that's coming up right now, we might go into a new job. We go into new relationships. We go into a new store. We go into all of these different new things in our life. And a lot of times, you know, we may not even realize that there's certain things that are new. Like this, this is new for me. I haven't been on the James Dentley show before. So I'm going into the new of the James (laughs) Dentley arena here. And so as we go into the new, there's certain mindset um, things that happen to us. There's certain even maybe physical things that happen. And we need to just sometimes sit back, uh, in my opinion, and have where we look at why are we maybe having some anxiety about some new things? Or maybe why do we have excitement about new things? And uh, as you know, whether it's dopamine, you know, oxytocin, like all of these different chemicals, they are used in several different ways in our body. Like if we're nervous, our heart is beating. But when we're excited, our heart does the same thing too, right? And we might be preparing like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Or like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid. So into the new helps you to understand how to use your mind to uh, basically elevate what your end result would be by using some of the principles in the book. Yeah, and it's so interesting because when things are new, 
uh, there's some type of excitement or anxiety with it. Like somebody can get a brand new car and they're always polishing their car and you get in their car, you can't smoke in their new car, you can't eat in their new car. And a year later, you got French fries and cigarette burns all in the seat. Uh, you know, we get a new baby, everybody's all excited and they got anxiety about the new baby and they sterilize the house and paint the room and get these gifts. And by the time they have a second baby, the first baby's in the backyard eating dirt. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So so let's talk about some of the people you've worked with and you've counseled, coached. Let's talk about, and you don't have to put any names to it, but talk about some of the challenges you've faced or you've helped other people face. And uh, how did you move through those challenges? Yeah, that's a really good question. And a, a lot of what I do is um, like I have coaching clients, but I don't I don't seek out necessarily to to have where, you know, do I have like a million coaching clients kind of a, a program that I have? It's really up close and personal. And it needs to be someone who was really drawn to me for whatever reason, because they saw or heard something that. Uh, made them feel that I was the one that they they should be uh, speaking to uh, on that kind of intimate level. And so a lot of times, if I could kind of like lump um, the highest bar on the Pareto here with what I see is it goes back to lack of self-acceptance, lack of self-confidence. Like, you know, they have the it, like you can see it, you can just see it, just the light is just burning and they're just on fire. Yeah. But they won't know that they're burning and that they're on fire. Yeah. And so I do actually have a, a site and a, and a movement, you know, related to that. And it's actually called IAcceptMe.com. Oh, really? IAcceptMe.com. Yes. Okay. And so I launched it on my birthday, September 7th. And we'll be doing some more things with that in 2021 mm-hmm. to, to honor people and just to have where, you know, whether you're a senior, there was a, a, a lady, she was 72. Mm-hmm. And still had uh, her husband was saying, you know, all these great things that she had done. And she still feels like she's a nobody, that she's made no impact in the world. And no matter what you do or what you say, you know, she just doesn't feel that she she has any worth. So I met her at a restaurant, got her husband on the phone. Went to her house. We were up in Prescott. I don't know if you know anything about how far that is from here, but yep. um, and was over there talking with her, and praying with her, and trying to and just you know. So that was that's really why that movement is in place. Okay. A lot of people have self confidence issues. It really goes back to that. Yeah, it really, really does. Because people will ask you, uh, "What do you see in me?" I know I have something, but what do you mm-hmm. see? Because it's difficult sometimes to see the picture if you're in the frame. Right. Pretty good. So that's why coaching is so important. But for people who, you know, coaching for me, I I love the work, but it's the most uh, emotionally exhausting work, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. if a person is not willing to pay the price and go full out uh, because it can burn you up because you're interchanging energy in a person's life. Right. That's just extremely important. But it's also honorable and very uh, humbling as well. Yeah. Now, as a philanthropist, we met at the City Gala City Summit. So how did you come to be a part of that? On the red carpet, you interviewed us right away. And I knew already at that moment, I knew you had the goods, boy. So tell us about how did you get into that arena? And what brought you to the City Gala City Summit? Yeah. So uh, what he's talking about, uh, for those who may not know, like I do red carpet interviews. I have a, a radio show and I've interviewed and met like a lot of the people that were there. They were on my show, Sewing with Eagles. And so I had met Ryan and um, I met Michelle and uh, I just 
really wanted to help and see, you know, what, what could I do to help out with that event? And so um, because they knew what I did from a, a, an interviewing perspective, um, they said that uh, I would be able to be uh, an interviewer there. So I was the main one uh, for interviewing um, all throughout the days of the city summit, city, yeah, the city summit. And then also the first uh, interviewer uh, on the red carpet at the city gala. So my interview name is the red carpet empress. Yep. And some people are so funny. I'm like, Oh, I've never met an empress before. Like, well, yeah. right. <laughs> but I just enjoy James. I really, really just enjoy mm-hmm. just lighting people up and seeing people that are on fire and just yeah. pulling out of them. Even if it's just for that quick, maybe one minute, two minute, yeah. 30 seconds or five minutes or whatever it is, mm-hmm. people have light inside of, of them. And I'm a jokester again, I'm, I'm competitive and stuff. And so just being able to be the empress and, and welcome people and interview them is just an honor for me. I love it. Yeah. And, and you know, I've been there uh, for many years. I was the first legacy award winner there. So I'm always yes. there, I'm always on the carpet. And out of all those years, I'm just being honest with you. You were the best interviewer. It was just so different and so in control and so calming. So I really saw you there. I said, okay, wow, it's pretty cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that word has come up to the calming word. Like you just mm-hmm. make me feel, I guess I make people, I don't know how I, I don't, I don't even know because they, they tell me and I just, I don't like talking about myself like that, but, <laughs> but it, it, it's a joy. It's really a joy. Now, was it natural for you or, um, uh, what did you have to? What skill sets you had to develop to become a communicator to ask them and listen? Yeah, well, I think I've had my radio show now on Voice America, and I'm doing some other platforms and stuff. Too. I'll be working with you, uh, but for about three years or so. But prior to that, um, I've always done interviews. So I do a lot with our nonprofit, Full Color mm-hmm. Movement International, okay. and I do book interviews. If there's a person who is an author who wants to have a book launch, I do that. I do emceeing. I I do a lot of program productions. And um, so I'm already doing all of that or was already doing that, interviewing people on panels, you know, going from person to person on panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's basically a natural thing for me because I've been doing it for so, so long. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're good at it. It shows definitely. It does show. So your radio show, Soaring with Eagles, tell us a little bit about that. How did that come up uh, to be? And uh, what are you doing on your show? Yeah, so Soaring with Eagles is where I interview some of the basically like top 1% type people and talk about how they soar. I talk about what they've done that was controversial and, and transformational and hopefully not illegal. <laughs> you know, there's different things that come up in conversation sometimes. <laughs> and um, what were their in- as a child and mm-hmm. what can they give as far as mm-hmm. uh, information to people to, yeah. to move on. And then I do something called quick fire where based on the whole conversation of the hour, I'll write down specific words mm-hmm. and then I'll say that one word that they said, and then they'll have to say one back. And, and that's yeah. like a thing that we do um, at the end, mm-hmm. but um, how it came about was um, you may know uh, Alison Larson. And so she yeah. has a show yeah. on there and she, contacted me uh, one year about, I guess it was about four years ago now, she contacted me to honor our nonprofit. Okay. And uh, so she has this, uh, this thing that she does. And so that was my first time ever going to any event like that. So it, it mm-hmm. was a summit. I was, yeah. you know, just close to the, to the grindstone and just, yeah. you know, doing my work as far as all we were doing with our nonprofit, doing that, doing that. 
as well as I do uh, medical device genetic research consulting and stuff. Yeah. And so I was knee deep in that, you know, going from country to country to country doing all that stuff. Yeah. And so based on all that, she wanted to honor us. And when I went there, uh, I guess I made an, an impression on some people there too. I got up mm -hmm. on the stage with my flag talking about, we must wave the flag for those who cannot and be the voice and blah, 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 talking yeah. about our nonprofit. And then I had a little talk and uh, Frank Shankowitz was there. Okay. And so I met him, and then I met him at another event with David Fagan and okay. said, you know, based on talking with Allison, um, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about maybe starting a show, you know, based on mm -hmm. all the things. And he's like, well, if you uh, want to start it, how about I be your first guest? And I'm like, well, how yeah. about it, Frank? You know, he's the, the, the one of the main founders of Make-A-Wish Foundation. And mm -hmm. so he was my first guest. And then after the show, he's like, this was your first show? This was your first show? He's like, that was amazing. That was really yeah. I'm like, Thank you, Frank. Thank you. And so I was a, a red carpet interviewer. I went to Hollywood and did the one here too for uh, Wishman, his movie yeah. that was released. So mm -hmm. been uh, hobnobbing with him and, and a lot of yeah. other folks. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You picked three of my favorite people. You know, Allison, I was on her board when she launched the West Coast Speaker Coalition. Okay. And uh, she's the reason I w I'm on Voice America. She's the one. Hey, look, Me I want to do a show. They're giving you a show. Take the show. And I said, but I like that Jane, just stay sure. And she's just a wonderful, wonderful lady with a heart. David did my first book. With okay. Icon, and um, well, my last book, the last book I did, uh, Five Frequencies, David did that. He's a great friend and supported me all the way through. And Frank is my guy. That's my man right there. So, yeah. He's so awesome. Yeah. He's so awesome. So, yeah. yeah, we go up there. I'm like, hey, Frank, I'm in your neighborhood. <laughs> how cool. Now, how cool is it now? Have you noticed now? Because. You know, we see all these pictures and we got all these celebrities around and you were there when were you there when Demi Moore was there and Richard yes. and those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, can you kind of share what was it for you? Because it's so like some of these people like Demi Moore, I, I always admired her work. That's that's what my homie and uh, Matthew McConaughey and people like Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Which kind of yeah. it is kind of amazing how grounded a lot of these people are and approachable and easy mm -hmm. to and work with. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool, isn't it? It's like you, just like you. Oh, you're, you're grounded. You're <laughs> uh, well, I, well, okay, just like us, and everyone who's listening and watching as well. I mean, we're all people here, right. and you see all these big celebrities, but they have not forgotten their humanity. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's and it's really cool. And I like people to have those experiences because once they do, they make them feel better about themselves and find out, wow, not too different than me. Yeah, and so one thing that happened there, speaking about um, <clears throat> what you said about. Uh, me being an interviewer. And so thank mm -hmm. you. And I really, really appreciate that. So we hadn't even started and we were all lining up, you know, all the different people that were supposed to be interviewing all the way down the carpet. And right. so uh, I was talking with some of the other photographers and I guess they thought that I had been to a city gala before, but that was my first actual city gala. Mm -hmm. And um, so people were coming up to me, asking me like all these different questions <laughs> about what to do and what to say. And then when this person comes, what I do, or how do I stand? And, you know, they were, and so I'm like trying to just help and kind of teach some of the other people that were on the carpet because they were just totally mesmerized. You know, when, yeah. like you said, Dreyfus came by and Demi came by and stuff. And so uh, I did get some head nods, you know, because they did, you know, <laughs> you know gave them okay, like you did right. great. So it was kind of an yeah. interesting kind of a thing that happened there where people were, looking to me to help them understand what to do. Yeah. All right. Now I got to shift. We got to shift because we got to spend some time about innovation. We got about two and a half minutes before our next break. So okay. we're just going to open the door and then we're going to come back and shut it behind us. 
Uh, let's talk about innovation. We live in a world right now where innovation is just the theme of the day. That's how we live our lives. So uh, can you explain to people what is innovation? What does it mean to become innovative and how do you do it? How do you get there and how do you help people? Yeah, so innovation is such a cool word for me. And it's something that I've been all my life. I've been a very, very creative and expression, mm -hmm. expressive person that has put all of this together, whether it's my left brain, right brain, or whatever brain you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. It's where all of us have something inside of us that we can either create or make better. And a lot of things people mm -hmm. say that it's not where we can really create anything anymore, but, but you can because you can do patents. But some of it is where we're just making something better, making it easier, making it faster, making it high quality, mm -hmm. making it low, low cost. So there's a lot of areas within innovation. I actually have like six areas of innovation and I'm really excited about Innovation Unleashed, uh, the Unleashed, the show that I'll be doing on DB3. It's 83. Yes, yes, yes. And we're talking about innovation in children as well. Now, yeah. I always say that a lot of people suffer from a poverty of imagination or mm -hmm. a weakness of attention. So we're going to take a short commercial break and I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about innovation, about what we're going to mm -hmm. your goals and the ideas you have for children. And yes. I'm going to go into my favorite word, disruption. Yes. Because that's why I like to play the disrupting industry. Yeah. And, uh, and how do you get that scene? How do you develop it? Because I didn't have it. I didn't know anything about it because I want to share these things so people out there can know that you have a part to play in the world's waiting for you, your story, the things that exist in your imagination that you don't even know that's important. But these are game changers. So we're going to take a short break. And this okay. next commercial break is going to be brought to you by JD3 TV. We are launching our television network, a full network. Uh, we're going to do our soft launch on the 13th of next week. And then when Crystal's there in January, we're going to come with our pre-launch and you're going to be featured there at that event as a featured speaker, a featured interviewer, and you're going to be able to showcase your show through that. And we're going to come back and deep sea dive in all of those incredible things. I'm so excited. I am jacked up out of my mind. So let's go and talk about Jamie 3 TV and Limitless for Women. And I'm going to come back and show you guys how you can get your tickets and you can get a ticket from the show at no cost to you if you act within the next uh, by midnight tonight. How about that? We'll be right back with Krista Richardson. We are live on the red carpet. We're having a great time. Amazing. What a fabulous crowd tonight. It's moving. It's going to be a changer for all. Amazing. Fantastic. It's been a long time coming. For sure. Women need to read because they need to find out they can be strong and still have the story. She told me the best way to read success was through the hands of education. Eight out of ten businesses will go out of business. There are other ways for you to make income is from your kitchen table. Challenge yourself to discover new paths. You're going to want to hear some of these things because it's been miraculous.
Hey, welcome back. Hey, that was some those were some great commercials. And I tell you, Limitless is going to be absolutely incredible. And it's for women. However, we have the great Brian Tracy speaking, Les Brown, Kevin Harrington, original shark from Shark Tank, and the founder of the infomercial, the infomercial, the whole deal. Uh, he's going to be with us as well as myself, Eric Zuli, and some incredible, incredible women. So if you want to go out there and get your ticket, and you get that ticket between now and midnight tonight, midnight Thursday, Central Standard. Well, you know, it's Pacific people too, Pacific Standard Time. You simply go get your ticket and type into the code section, Redbird. And that's going to be good until midnight Pacific Standard Time, which is 3 a.m. if you're on the East Coast. And you can go out there and get your ticket at no cost as we have a sponsor that's sponsoring 100 tickets that we want to get out to our audience. So thank you. Well, Crystal, yeah. this is exciting stuff. Let's go into, um, we've talked about innovation. Disruption. Mm -hmm. That's a word. Now, I usually do that lightning round, too. I'm not going to do it with you because you teach it. You're too good. Disruption. Uh, Talk about what is disruption. <laughs> All right. We'll do it. Disruption. Creativity. 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 Imagination. Oh, man. You took my next word. <laughs> um, focus. Now. Desire. Fire. Commitment. Excellence. Work ethic. Needed. Coachable. Teachable. Caring. Kindness. Character. The word that came to me was higher. I don't know why. Higher. higher. Okay. And how about, um, um, I said culture. Um, how about branding? Differentiation. Okay, perfect. I give up. I'm done. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, disruption. Disruption. What does disruption mean to you? And how do we disrupt a, a situation, uh, a person's behavior, an industry? Uh, society. What do you think? How do we disrupt? What does it mean? Well, disruption is such an awesome, awesome word. And for me, uh, when I think of the word disruption, it means that something is just has just exploded in a whole new way, a mm -hmm. whole different way. So yeah. you've disrupted something. You've disrupted whether it's a conversation that you've disrupted, whether mm -hmm. it's industry, uh, whether it's a product line. Disruption mm -hmm. is something where it's not stagnant, but it has exploded. So I feel that we can use innovation, which is creativity, imagination, um, expression, our intellect, all of that to do something different. Because there's a lot of things out there that can be improved. And that's mm -hmm. why I love the title, uh, Innovation Unleashed, because... Yeah. So many people have really great ideas inside of them, but they don't know how to think. They don't know how to get those ideas out of their brain, either down on paper or um, out into the atmosphere. So innovation yeah. unleashed. And a lot of that potential and power and gifts are just, uh, they just dissipate because we, we, we discount them so quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you think about uh, Uber as they disrupted their transportation right. industry? Right. You know? Look what Amazon did. Amazon, you know, people, I'd say, what, what does Amazon really do? And it's really about fulfillment. 
their gift was fulfilled because when they started, they were just wanted to sell books. Right, books. Yeah, Amazon was selling books. That was the thought process. But then they realized, what do you really do good? And it was like, fulfill. Why would it something today? I can have it tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. You know, McDonald's was disrupted. Ray Kroc didn't know what to do. He thought he was selling hamburgers and franchises. He said, no, you're in the real estate business. <laughs> so I love it because you're an expert there. So in this show that you're creating, let's talk about this JD3. You have a couple of shows right now you're putting together. And, you know, we are now, um, I would say, um, in a respectful way, courting you or we're really trying to uh, uh, send you uh, uh, fruit and you know, all that good stuff you like to eat to get you to become part of this art incredible team because of the gifts you bring. But uh, tell us about your shows on JD3 TV and what are you going to be bringing out to the public? Yeah, so I'm very, very excited again about Innovation Unleashed and uh, just helping people to, first of all, we're going to be spotlighting some people that are really doing some really great things in innovation, also with Women of Innovation International. Uh, that is a new uh, group uh, that I'm putting together of really just talented, phenomenal women. And it has nothing to do with people who have a bachelor's, a master's, and a PhD. Yes, some of them have that, but it's people that are using their creative mind to do something just totally unique different and disrupting. Mm -hmm. And so um, that will be part of what we'll be doing. And then at least once a month, we'll be having a portion related to youth and young adults. So down to age five or four, or because I was creating things back then myself, you know, up to uh, 18 to spotlight people who are doing uh, innovative things, using their minds to create excellence and, and to create destiny. So the part of the show is create uh, creativity uh, and monetization. Yeah. Have you ever done mapping where you get with a person or talk to a person and start pulling their eyes, ideas out, things they don't even know? It's like a puzzle. They don't know how to put it together. Isn't that so much, isn't that so much fun? It is so much fun. Yeah, I have a biz workup that I do. Excuse me. Um, my that part of my business is called Build That Biz, uh, BuildThatBiz.com, and part of that is where we do that very thing that you're talking about. So whether we can get together uh, in person at 5 a.m. in the morning, yeah. I like to get people up early to come, uh, or whether we no. do it online now. Yeah. Do that mapping, the spider diagrams, the way I do it. I even throw in the use of some Six Sigma uh, techniques that I mm -hmm. that I uh, ninja in there that people don't know yeah. about. And uh, that mapping is is it's excellent because what they came to me for, the business mm -hmm. they thought that they wanted to launch, a lot of times is not what we end up launching. Yeah, yeah. Now you just mentioned something like to do it late at night or early in the morning, and I'm, it just hit me. I said we always we schedule to have a conversation. Like eight o'clock my time. That's five a.m. your time. You're all up and, and I, if I may, if I say six a.m. my time, you're on it. And I may say six and mean six, but I, but my sleep sleep came and got my wife said you don't go to sleep. Sleep sleep came and got you. <laughs> I told you I'm competitive too because somebody they'll say oh yeah well we can meet early in the morning. I'm like okay. What's early in the morning for you? I'll tell you what early in the morning is for me. And they're like oh no, I meant like eight or nine. I'm like half the day is gone by eight or nine o'clock. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, entrepreneurs work half of the 12 hours a day and you pick the 12. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I've been married to Mr. Benjamin Richardson for 28 years and he does not like to burn daylight. Let me tell you. Yeah, hey, we man. get a lot done early in the morning. We get a lot done. <laughs> what, what, are, what do you what's the joy you get from uh, uh, doing your philanthropy uh, and making a difference in the lives of other people in our in our world? What do you really get for that? How, how important and cool is that? Can you kind of share those emotions about? 
and the rewards of it? Yeah, we don't we don't have enough time for all that, really, because it's just it's just, um, you know, I get, I get kind of choked up when I think about it. You know, I, I was raised by two wonderful parents and my mom and dad, you know, we didn't really have much necessarily. Um, but what we did have was love and we had um, caring for people. And so um, I just remember one time there was a, a young baby that was crawling across the street in front of our car and we looked up at the house and the screen the screen had broken. And so they, I guess the baby had crawling out of the screen and my dad, you know, took the baby back up there and had a little conversation with the mom. But, um, and then there's other people that are always, that were always at our house that we were helping one way or the other. And so I just grew up like that. And um, it, it's a part of my DNA. It's something that I can't help. And I married a man who, you know, has the same DNA. So uh, we fed uh, Wednesday and Thursday about a thousand people for over the Thanksgiving time frame. And, and it's just good. If I can see a smile on someone's face, if I can just make someone's day better and, and have somebody call me an angel, you're an angel sent by God. You know, it's 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 all worth it. Like I, I just give the shirt off my back of which my husband has done. You know, he's come to choir rehearsal with no shoes because he just gave somebody his shoes on the train. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just about just making someone's life better. Yeah. You know, Tony Robbins always says the greatest human need is significance. And, you know, when you can, even if you're having a terrible day, and I don't know what those mean, but I think that you can shape the day and the meaning of your day, you shift the mindset. But um, if you, uh, can bless somebody else, then you're blessed by it. Right, and right. You feel good when you're able to help other people and just become thankful in there. So what do you think about, uh, what gives you peace? What gives me peace uh, is just knowing at the end of the day that I did the best that I could. Like I, mm -hmm. I people see and hear a lot of things, even on the screen, it has myglobalsummit.com. Like I help mm -hmm. people at I help build speakers. I help give people what they need in order to do what, what I do on the red carpet or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if I can just help one person to be a better version of themselves, yeah. then I have peace. I have peace. What is, what is fun for you? What do you guys do for fun? Uh, well, again, I think I've said this word about 14 times now on this show. I'm pretty competitive. So yeah. what's fun for me is any game that I can win. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <And my laughs> the one that's most fun to me, which we're about to come up on Christmas and New Year's, we're going to mm -hmm. have to have on last. But Spoons, have you ever played Spoons? No, I haven't. So... Anyone that is listening to this, if you know what Spoons is, I'm going to have to tell him later. But uh, sometimes there's people that need to have like uh, uh, their arm in a sling. They'll have to have Band-Aids. They'll, they'll have to come to my house the next day to fix a, a patch the wall because somebody broke through the wall or we had to oh put a new and Spoons gets really competitive and I beat every single person who the youth and young adults, you know, they think they can beat me because I'm older. No, yeah. I take Every single year, I take them out in school. Wow. Well, I don't know anything. I want to learn about the game, but they put a hole in our wall. My wife's going to be playing forks and knives. It's <laughs> 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 a nice game with cards and spoons, but it gets pretty, pretty competitive if I'm involved. Okay, well, we're going to figure out how to play this game and see how we can come back another day and play it online for if I can do it in a virtual way. We're going to figure this out. That sounds like a whole lot of fun for me. So tell everybody how they can contact you. You gave them about three or four different websites. How can they contact you? And let's go through your websites and what value propositions are there for them. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So um, probably just like you, you know, I have a number of things that I help people with and I help build other people and their businesses. So yeah, I did give a number of websites, but my website is my name, crystalrichardson.com. And you can get anything and everything you need from that website, crystalrichardson.com. Uh, and it gives uh, information about where my shows are, where my, my books are. Even if they're not on Amazon, you can get the books through there. You know, you can contact me. Um, the main thing, like I said, I'm doing right now is lifting other people up uh, with coaching, um, jumping mm -hmm. into greatness, as well as spotlighting people that are, are already there and helping them on myglobalsummit.com. So oh. crystalrichardson.com and myglobalsummit.com. Yeah, and I can't wait till we get JD3.TV together and let's start doing some other galas or different events to highlight and feature, raise yeah. money for some nonprofits in different parts of this country and in the world. So what's next for you? I know we got television, but what else is next for you and your family? What do you guys, what's the big goal? What's the, what's the end game? Uh, so um, I do have a number of events coming up. Um, okay. The next one is Positively Unleashed. Um, it's coming up December 11th or 13th. Uh, I also have where uh, the books, I said a number of books will be launched um, mm -hmm. into, the, into the new is coming out. And there's a few other books I'm working on with some other people with collaboration. I really want to get some other authors, people, if you've had uh, child abuse, if you've had domestic violence, if you've just been straight out bullied in school, I want to get your story in the One Habit book. So contact me. Uh, related to that because we want to get that out first quarter of next year and I believe it will really really save lives it will yeah well I want to thank you for being on the show I want to remind everybody to to live out loud to live out loud and remember that you are enough we've been here with Crystal Richardson I want to thank you I really cannot wait until well I have to wait but you know, right now, I already see us with your show being developed, and you're going to actually have two shows on JD3 TV, and, and we're going to be doing a lot of cool things with children to help lift them up and bring out their uh, their genius and these fresh minds that can go anywhere and create anything while we're just trying to be realistic and deal with our rationale that doesn't get us very, very far. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about next year in January because you're going to kick off the year as our featured speaker. Uh, with the next Limitless uh, program as well. And we gotta, we're going to be featuring you and highlighting you all over the place. You truly deserve it. It's such an honor and I'm really humbled for us to get a chance to work together and build this incredible friendship with our families as well. And together yeah. we make each other better and uh, make a difference in this world. So you have any, we got about 30 seconds. You have any final thoughts? Yeah, um, Martin Luther King said, you know, life's most urgent question is what are we doing for others? And so I want to challenge you today. Have you done something for someone else today? Amen. You heard it here from Crystal Richardson. God bless you guys. Don't forget next week. Next week, we're going to be uh, with a short show because we're going to be giving you uh, some inserts from the event Limitless for Women. It's a phenomenal event. Don't make sure you go get your tickets right now. And remember, we don't think outside of the box because in our world, in our world, there is no box. There's only positivity and there's only possibility and only you. God bless you guys. And don't forget to go to LimitlessForWomen.com. Get registered tonight before midnight and put in Red Bird in the code and get your free ticket. And it's over by midnight. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Crystal, thank you so much. Thank you. It was great. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time 
on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.